Welcome to Soul Talk with Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. Rabbi Aaron, sometimes I find myself in the sort of like stuck in between the fact that on the one hand, I believe in God and I believe that God runs the world. And I it's clear to me. On the other hand, in certain senses, with that belief, I would think, then why be worried? Why be afraid? Uh, because God runs the world. On the other hand, bad things happen. <laughs> so it's, I don't think it's a contradiction that on the one hand, God runs the world and bad things happen. But sometimes I'm trying to need to some channeling, I guess I'd say, in terms of where should my mind space be? How do we handle the fact that uh, we, I, I think many of us can still have fears and still have worries, even though we do believe in God? Yes, important question. <clears throat> well, it's not just us. It says that that Jacob feared when he was about to confront Esau. And one would obviously say, well, wow, where, where is his belief in God? Why not just believe that whatever's supposed to be is supposed to be, and uh, it'll be good. And uh, some explain that the fear is he's, he was... He's not afraid of what would happen. He's afraid of what he would do, that he was afraid that maybe he would act inappropriately or, or you know. So that's one way to explain it, that, that he wasn't afraid. It had nothing to do with losing his faith that God runs the world and everything that's going to happen is going to be in his best interest. But I have free choice and, and I'm afraid that maybe I'll make the wrong choices and do the wrong things. So that's one way of explaining that. But another way of explaining it is Hashem doesn't expect us not to be human, you know, and fear is an important emotion to get ourselves ready to do, because if a person wasn't afraid, then they say, okay, well, God runs the world. So then uh, I don't have to do anything, you know? So the fear is actually a healthy attitude. The question is, does the fear turn into some kind of obsession? But uh, fearing that something would happen that's unpleasant, uh, and I have to take the precautions to protect myself from that, is not a lack of faith in God. Uh, I, I don't think so. Uh, but also, even if it is a lack of faith in God, that, that's, that is the dance of faith. You know, if a, it's, it's like a person having courage. A person that doesn't have fear doesn't have courage. If a person has no awareness of fear, you can't say, you know, like if a baby, God forbid, you know, walks, you know, uh, walks to the edge of a staircase. It's not because he's it's not because he's courageous. He's fearless. He has no sense that there's a there's anything to be afraid of. Um, so, too, with faith, faith takes into consideration that there's going to be doubts. And sometimes you do have doubts. And uh, look, I think of it, uh, you know, often for myself, you know, in terms of, well, I, I here I am going around teaching about God and it's not like I don't have fear. Uh, but, but that's because I know that God's uh, vision of good is not always my vision of good. And I know I need to bow to his vision of good. You know, it says in the verse in Psalms, it says, Hodu Hashem kitov ki chazdo. Thank God, thank God he is good, for his goodness is forever. So Hashem's goodness is forever. And my goodness is for now. 
<laughs> and so, you know, it, it, it's like our definition of good might, and I think often is not the same definition of God's good because God's looking out for the my, my best interest uh, in, in terms of the forever. And I'm not able to think that far ahead. And so, yeah, a person is afraid that, you know, a person is afraid they're going to get sick. You know, they hear about uh, a friend of mine just told me last night that uh, uh, he was he 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 was diagnosed with something very, very scary, very scary. And so what's he supposed to do? Not be afraid Say, well, it's OK, because God runs the world and God gave me the sickness and I'm not afraid. Of course, he's afraid. Nobody wants to die and nobody wants to suffer. So he's afraid of that. But what keeps him going as he knows underneath all that, there's a God that is, in, that is running, you know, our life in our best interest. And we understand that our best interest might be, um, our best interest might be a long-term uh, investment. Hmm. So it almost sounds like to some degree we have to see a much bigger picture. Because if I'm just focusing on the sliver of what I'm afraid of right now, uh, I can get very stuck in that. But when you're pointing out that bigger picture that God is good and is doing good, even if it's not something in the moment that I'm sensing, but knowing that it's anything that's happening in my life is coming from a place of a God who loves me. That's a different perspective of going into even scary situations. Now, listen, you know, a uh, person's going in for an operation and they're scared, you know, and even if the, God would speak to them and say, don't worry, it's going to succeed, but it is going to hurt. And we, we're also afraid of how are we going to cope with the, with, with, with the, with the pain. Hmm. So it is an interesting point because you're bringing out that there's almost two sides to fear, even with the example of that Jacob feared. He was afraid of what he might do, but there's an, also an aspect of afraid of what is, I, I can't be guaranteed that this is all going to work out from the parts that I have no control over and that God's directing. And it's true that in our lives, there's the two kinds of fear. There's the fear of how am I going to respond to this challenging situation? But there's also the fear of the unknown of there's aspects of the situation that are unknown to me that God knows, but I can be a bit of afraid not knowing is this going to be clear to me the goodness in the situation? Or is that going to be a challenge for me? Yeah, look at uh, people are afraid of suffering. And, uh, and even if they are completely, completely convinced that whatever suffering they're going through is in their best interest, they're still afraid of suffering. They're just able to cope with the suffering a lot better. A person who thinks that the suffering is meaningless and will not, you know, in any way deliver good results in the future. I don't know how they get out of bed in the morning. Mm. But I, 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 it's, it's human. Hashem created us with the inclination of fear. So we have to use it in, in a good way to protect ourselves, to, to, um, to mentor ourselves, uh, to be cautious, uh, as well as to be able to overcome that fear and trust God. Mm. And if I, if I didn't have that fear, when would I be able to demonstrate that I trust God when I have no reason not to trust God? I have no inclination to be worried about whether I could or should trust God. And so, yeah, you know, sometimes the fear is there to overcome it. Oh, that's powerful. 
You know, there's this famous song in Israel. The Hebrew is Mishima Aminu Mefached, whoever has faith in God doesn't have fear. And I was never quite sure what to think about that because it's exactly what I'm presenting here, this struggle that I'm having. Uh, on the one hand, I, I hope I do have faith, and obviously there's always faith work to do. On the other hand, there I, I doesn't mean I'm not afraid. And the way you're sharing this here is that it's not one, it's not, maybe I was thinking of it as one or the other. You know, the idea that a person really, really, really believes they don't have fear. And if a person has the stronger your fear, the more that shows you have lack of faith and belief. But if anything, you're actually giving me a perspective that merges the concepts of your, it almost sounds like to a degree, your trust and faith in God means more when you actually have fears because you have something to overcome. Like I thought that was a great example of courage means something when you had fear. If there's no fear, courage doesn't mean anything. There was no courage there. So faith also means a lot more when you have fears and still maintain that faith. And, and with the faith, you're using that to help you overcome the fears. Exactly. You know, if uh, if you didn't have fear, when would you and how would you affirm your faith? Mm. When you say, in spite of the fear, I go on. You know, that's amazing. So in a sense, then, what you're also bringing out is, I mean, this changes the whole, my at least my whole mind space as it's not this matter of fear or faith, but it's a matter of a different mind space that one doesn't have faith and how do they handle their fears? As opposed to someone who does have faith, it enables you to handle your fears more. And if a person feels that they need more work in getting a grip on the level of fear that's you know, to whatever extent it might be taking over someone's life, and the answer to that might be actually to work on faith. That's right. It's basically not fear or faith. It's fear in the face. Of, it's faith in the face of fear. Mm. And that's a very powerful demonstration of faith that even though my, uh, you know, I, 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 my natural inclination of fear is acting up, I talk to it and I direct it. And I overcome it. Hmm. What would be some, Would I guess, what I might say, and I know this may be hard to say, so to speak, on one foot, but what would be some core perspectives in faith that could help one overcome the challenges of fear? Well, I think one thing that we need to do is, you know, cherish our past. What if we, can we recall a time that we were intensely afraid and things worked out, you know, things worked out and remind ourselves that, you know, things could easily work out this time, too. Uh, I think that's an important uh, thing to remember, to draw from our past and, you know, and get 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 some clarity on what was and therefore it, it also could be uh, a big part of it. And I've shared this before is we'd be better off speaking to ourselves more than listening to ourselves. Cause inside of us, there's this little scared boy or girl who's uh, freaking out and we, and, 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 and yelling and, and, and complaining and, and worrying. And, and what are we going to say to that little boy or girl inside of ourselves? You know, we're going to get through this. We're going to be okay. Hashem, God is on our side. Hashem is never trying to hurt us, only wants to heal us. And you need to, you know, up, uh, you know, uh, operate those, uh, activate those affirmations and say encouraging things to yourself. Um, 
and and if you don't have them, so try and find somebody that you can get some encouragement from. Hmm. So I completely recognize what you're saying as far as the self-talk makes a big difference in terms of if I'm building up my fear and all the terrible things that could go wrong versus the reassurances that so often things go right. God runs the world and God wants what's good for me. Um, but even though I totally believe, and you shared this at the beginning earlier on too, that God wants what's good for me, but that doesn't necessarily mean that things will always, the things that I'm not afraid of still might not happen. You know, that's, that's the childish idea that people have that um, uh, if you think good, it'll be good. And people think it'll be good according to your definition. Mm. God doesn't go according to our definition. God's definition of good uh, is a lot broader and a lot longer than our definition of good. And that's where we get confused. And, and understandably, we're human. But, uh, you know, a lot of people are, are struggling with a lot of pain. And you can't just simply say to somebody, Oh, it's all for the good. It's all it's all already good. You know, that's not what I'm feeling right now. That's not what I ex experience right now. And and so that's like really quite a uh, insensitive, callous way to speak to somebody. Uh, but in terms of speaking to ourselves, we have to remind ourselves that um, you know, like when I, I I brought this up before, you know, if I look at my finger and I realize what a perfect design of engineering this is why would i think that my life is any less perfectly designed as my finger or my eyeball or my kidney or my heart or my brain when we begin to be mindful and and really aware of of the incredible synchronicity and the incredible perfect design of the of the universe why should i think that things in my life will be less perfectly designed well because it just doesn't look that way to me but as i mentioned before a seed that's being buried in the ground would never believe that the rotting that it's going through is actually the blossoming of its greatest potential and that it's moving from something even towards something even greater that seed just could never comprehend that and so if i were to say to see listen this is for your own good we're burying you in the ground you know from his perspective of goodness and his experience of goodness this is no way good this is really bad and he's scared understandably so right but if if the seed were to say to me you know dave i trust you I'm scared because I'm not familiar with this. And this is not, these are not the criteria that I base my understanding of goodness on, but I'm going to bow and surrender and humble myself to your vision of goodness. And uh, that takes a lot of courage. Hmm. So that's a very powerful perspective because really the perspective on when even the really painful, challenging things happen in our life, if my perspective is I believe in God and I believe God is loving and good and I I, I may be having a hard time um, with what's going on in my life right now, but at least the faith piece that helps me come through the fear is knowing this is coming from a God who loves me as opposed to not having that belief system and just 
being afraid of what's happening. This is not having any sense of that it's coming from any kind of good place or anything good could be coming out of it. Then it's a totally different way of experiencing the pain that I'm going through and the fear that I'm having about what could be. Right. And, but, but I think one of the more, most important uh, points that I'd like people to have a takeaway is a person shouldn't feel guilty that they're experiencing fear and feel like, oh, this is a proof that I don't believe in God. No, this is a proof that you're human. Hmm. And this is an opportunity for you to, de- to demonstrate your belief in God in the, faith of that, in the face of that fear. And, uh, and fear is a natural emotion that we've been created with. And it's there to caution us and, and it's there to protect us. And, and, and if we see a danger, we would be, if we didn't see a danger, didn't feel fear, that would be bad. So we see a danger as we so perceive it. And we need to understand that from God's perspective, what appears to us as dangerous and, dis- and destructive is actually going to be something that will be constructive and, and, and empowering. Hmm. And um, the more we say that to ourselves, the more we'll be able to cope with our fear. And I'm not so sure that we will just simply lose our fear. But uh, I think it's important people shouldn't in any way feel bad that they fear and think that this is a sure sign that I don't believe. I I think it's just a sure sign that you're human and you're being given the opportunity to demonstrate your beliefs, even in the face of fear. Hmm. This is a very, very powerful to me turnaround, because I think fear would be one of those emotions that I'd put on the list of don't want that one. (laughs) And but what you're pointing out is that even though we think of it automatically as an emotion, we'd rather not have to experience that it actually has a very important place. And it gives significance to as you're pointing out faith in God, because if there is no fear, then um, the the faith part means less when there's nothing to counter it. But um, it also made me realize that if I'm not having any sense of fear, fear about my health, fear about my safety, then I would have no sense of appreciation for everything that most of the time goes well. Meaning I don't think on a given day, and I think the times I've appreciated, for example, my health the most is when I have had a scare of, ooh, you know, there's a test and what's the result going to be? And this could be very significant on what's going to happen. And and if I didn't have that fear, when if you're blessed to get the results of, of good clean bill of health, or a person went through a journey with fear about their health, there is a lot less appreciation for the gift of the positive things in our life without the recognition that there is no guarantee that 100% this is always going to be the case. So that's another way to try to think of the fear in a positive sense, too, and that it actually has a positive purpose. Yes, yes, I agree. So this is, I'm so glad I brought this topic up because I'd imagine I'm not the only one who struggles with this. And what you've really done and helped me with, and I think most many of us listening, is change the whole perspective on a few things you've cleared up for me is I don't have to feel like I'm lacking faith if I still experience fear and worry, which is actually, your, I appreciate you kept bringing that up because that's a nice a relief. But also made me realize that as much as fear, oftentimes we think of something negative, there are actually a lot of, it's, it's an important emotion. And it even has certain positive sides and aspects to it when we can channel it the right way. I want to thank you all for joining us. Soul Talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel.